Crazy. Disruptive. Explicit. We say it like it is. Real world sales and marketing. Real stories from the road. Yeah, it's the real shit. This, this is the Reek Havoc Podcast. Mm. How do you know if it's the real shit? That's what I want to know. Yeah. How do you know this is the Reek Havoc Podcast? We're just telling you it's the Reek Havoc Podcast. I could be, I could be Jody. I could be Trevor. I don't know. Tever? What'd I, you say? I, I, I started you? to say T Brown. <laughs> you any- I started to say T Brown, and then I, for some reason, said Trevor, and then it came out. Can we have a little Trevor. bit of context as to why you're not talking right? Because I am, uh, I'm not drinking alcohol, which is kind of a go-to for me. It's kind of the this. opposite. It's like, yeah, I'm probably gonna be slurring because I'm sober. Um, Sorry, He's usually, been sober for eleven days. I'm eleven days sober right now. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, that's douchey. That's douchey. Not really, because you don't drink beer. It's okay. Yeah, you're not a beer guy. I would, I would drink a beer right now. I, I found this in your fridge, oh. by the way. Yeah. Um, I know that it's been in there for a while, because this is a limited edition sockeye. It's probably been in here since he was on the podcast. <laughs> Cerveza Colima. No, They're really not, good. It's not a, that's, it's that's a sockeye. Not, oh, it's a different one. Okay. It's not from Mike Francis. Sorry, Mike oh. Francis. It's not a pay-up brewing. It's a sockeye. Mike, if Another you wanna, local brewing well, that company. I don't know though. beer. So. If you want to sponsor the Recapic podcast, yeah, we'd Then we'll that. just drink pay-up on here. But <laughs> yeah. No, no. I'm doing a little, doing a little uh, diet, trying to check out what's what what uh, what's healthy and stuff in my body. So I have to do an elimination diet. So I'm... I'm getting down to basically eating nothing fun or drinking anything fun or mm-hmm. doing anything fun. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm stuck in a capsule for 21 days where I get to eat chicken and squash and fish and fish. It could Eggs. be, a lot, it could be a lot worse. Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. No, it could be worse. Uh, so, you know, just, uh, trying to get healthy. So I'm proud of you, but you know. what I am going to do is get hammered uh, on the <laughs> no. day 22, no. the 21st day. No, 20... you are not. You well, are I not need... adding that back in first. You better uh... believe I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> have you have you met him before? I am adding that back in, and we're going to podcast on the 22nd day. <laughs> You'll gonna, still be drunk. Matter of fact, I'm going to stay up till midnight. On the 21st day, so I can start at midnight on the 22nd. We should podcast. What day is that? We should podcast on uh, the 17th. Yeah. Yeah. The 21st day. Yeah. So, anyway. 17th. So, you're going to get a little different me tonight. You know, not drinking wine. I don't have any whiskey. Just healthy shit. I got water with uh, lemon in it. That is so. No. No alcohol. No coffee. No caffeine. No carbonated beverages. Sugar. That, that's all I ate today. No um, red meat. No red meat, yeah. No cheese. No dairy. No dairy. No gluten. No gluten. That is a lot that you can't have. Yes, I know. But there's a lot that he can have. Can you have Costa Vida? No. Pizza? I, I pretty much can't have, no, no pizza. Because pizza. both of those are my love languages. Yeah. I'm I acts think, of I service. anything. Quality time, Costa Vida, pizza. Is Costa Vida awesome? Yeah. Is pizza awesome? Yeah. Yeah, I can't have it. Well, that's basically how you can figure it out. Can if I you think of something's awesome? If you want to hire me it. to be like your surrogate eater, I'd do that for you. Yeah. I'm going out to an awesome steakhouse tomorrow. You want me to go with you? And I'm not going to have steak. I'm going to have a piece of chicken. I'll give you a detailed I'll give you a detailed report. Can I have broccoli? Is broccoli okay? You can have broccoli. Oh, exciting. I get that broccoli, water, and chicken tomorrow night at a steakhouse that makes the best ribeye in town. 
I would be willing to be your surrogate eater. I know. I know. Just put that in I'm your a hand. a little bitter. Just put that in a your back pocket. Mm-hmm. Make the call. Like Angry. shine one of those lights. It's got a <laughs> it's got a frowny face on it instead of a Batman. Signal. Sometimes I feel like he's a toddler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am because toddler can't. That's why I like him. Because they can't drink alcohol. That's why. No. There is that. But we did what are we talking about? I mean, so we're gonna talk about something good tonight. Yeah. So I I personally this kind of comes from my own so this will work good because I'm I'm pissed off for twenty one days. So this this is something that pissed me off. (laughs) But I was uh I read an article, I you know, something pops up on social media or computer or something, and um there's this article about a UFC fighter that um Basically, it basically says this UFC fighter punched a girl and has so headline headline. So this is I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of take this apart in terms of a marketing standpoint. Correct. So as as I'm approaching this headline, so we write our headline, our body copy. Yeah. So our headline says UFC fighter, you know former former UFC fighter punches girl, charged with eleven counts of battery and strength, including strangulation. That sells. I'm in. I'm like, holy shit. I'm a big UFC guy. I like UFC. I'm like, hmm, I wonder who it was. You're like, so fuck, like, now I don't get that anymore either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've canceled the UFC. For it's not you. on my diet. It's not on your diet. <laughs> it's not on my diet. I can't even watch UFC. Damn it. So I, I'm like, oh, I better dig into this. So I start reading. And I read the next line that talks about how he, he, he was punching all these different people mm-hmm. in this situation and in Las Vegas. And I'm like, God damn, this sounds like he went on some kind of it's a rampage. psychotic rampage or rampage. something. He, yeah, he probably lost at the craps table. So by this time, a lot of people stopped reading. And they're just kind of sitting there going, okay, this guy's a He's psycho, psycho. Yeah. And, you know, these UFC guys, blah, blah, blah. You read into the body of it. He was attacked by six people. And he fought all six of them, which one of them was a woman. They were all striking him. And kicking him simultaneously. And he proceeded to beat the shit out of all of them. Unfortunately, one of them was a woman. And she was attacking him too. And he was defending himself. Mm -hmm. But that part is three quarters of the way down the page. (laughs) Talking about the actual play-by-play of what happened. They went through everything first. Like he elbowed one guy. He need another guy. Not saying he was doing this simultaneously while they were attacking him. He just attacked some table at they the, mounted yeah they made it the sound buffet. like he just wa- yeah he walked into a buffet and started picking people out of their chair and punching them oh you like they were steak, attacking you? <laughs> and and it just it just kind of got me because i'm like I, I as i think everyone knows i'm not a huge fan of the media but like these are the kind of things that is that people don't realize how hurtful a just a quick snippet of a story is and how you phrase it right oh, and, yeah. and we all do this you could be doing this when i'm telling you a story right yeah. you talk you, people talk about tone all the time right you know the tone of it you can say the same thing in three different tones coming out three different ways so one i have a problem with people that spin it that way you know and then i have a problem with the people who jump to the quick conclusion you could go in this article and a quick just jump down to the comments and I could tell you that 99% of those people didn't actually read the whole article. They just right. read the headline and like, this guy's an animal. This He's is a maniac. One of the problems with our society. And you're like, Violence. did you read that he was defending himself? Like, that didn't, that doesn't happen, right? 
So I just look at it in the way of business because the same thing, I've had a, a, a contractor I know had something similar happen to him where... He was in the buffet line. He, he they were did. arguing about surf or turf. Yeah, and Next this UFC know, was, fighter came in. It was a melee. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. He got <laughs> kneed in the face by a UFC fighter. The This guy fires a, an employee. That employee then makes it their personal mission to destroy this contractor. And... Via social media. Pretty well. Like, I mean, goes to Google, starts writing ads. Well, think about how easy it is. I mean, everybody is a... Any of us. I could pick any Mm -hmm. company right now and just get online on my phone and I can write a review right now that's going to pop right Well, and what are some of the review sites, too, that, like, you go on and you can, like, people say, oh, did you check them out on... Yelp? Yeah. Yeah. Or Angie's List. Yeah. Or Or any of those. I'm not a big fan of Yelp, personally. But... I'm not a big fan of the Better Business Bureau. I think it's a goddamn con. Wow. Yeah. And I'll tell you that. I hope business, better business people don't call me. You're a con and I will tell you about it. He actually will. He had one call him. And wow. Oh, I, I didn't know this about you. He was so excited to get to talk to her. Yeah. 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 Well, I let her have it. I asked her if the Better Business Bureau's heads found my $25,000 that they owe me for their gold member that screwed me and a bunch of other people in the construction business, but maintained their gold membership because they paid their, their better BBB bill every month. Well, and I'm like, Hmm, interesting. Okay. We'll look into that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's been known for years of screwing people out of money, but he's a gold member on the better business. Bureau. I'm like, yeah, the day that guy's no longer on the better business bureau's gold page for being a gold member on the belt. Then I'll, Anyway, so yeah, I, I think there's a lot of different <laughs> review places out there that you can jump onto and quickly destroy somebody. Well, and that, I mean, from a marketing standpoint, that is one of the values of good reputation management is staying on top of that stuff and, and answering legitimate complaints and being able to weed out and know how to play. I mean, I'm going to call it the game. It's, it is, you got to figure out the metrics. How does that system work? How do you get things pulled off, pulled down, whatever that happens to be. But but making sure that you do have good reputation management, it's a huge deal because that's one of the first places that people will go to oh, see if you're if you're rep- reputable. I, I'm blown away at how much people I mean, use it now. Yeah, word of mouth is number one. And second, I'm going to verify your word of mouth by I'm going to Google you. Yeah. And whatever shows up on Google is, I mean, it's gospel. Yeah regardless of what it is and maybe reading reading down but it's it's like reading a one star review on something where you're like you read well this person didn't order the right thing and then it didn't work and they're like this is horrible it didn't work at all yeah cuz you didn't get the right and and I do thing. that like cuz I do I mean and I've done this before now I just you know like a lot of times I'll look at the more so I'll look at the one star reviews to see if it's legit. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I look for is to see if the company has responded. Right. Reputation management. That's what right? that is. Like the fact that they come on and say, hi, Karen, I'm sorry that you had such a bad experience with our company. We would really like to make it up to you, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, this or that or, you know, whatever it is. Or even just I, I've even seen them where they kind of get shitty with each other where they're like, yeah, like you ordered the wrong thing. Right. This, this is what we offered you. We offered to send you the right thing, and you denied it because you said, and you ordered the wrong thing. You know, like, 
it's kind of one of those where I even just that would to me is like, all right, cool. They're, they're staying on top of it. But like, I don't know. As a marketing guy, I don't. How do you, you know, if, have you ever had to deal with somebody that has a negative? Yeah. Yeah, we a had. Negative uh, reputation, I guess. Or so I don't know. This is a, a true story. Our names and places <laughs> will not be changed because we're not protecting the innocent. But there was a uh, local arena that got scoffed for the different sizes of beer cups and how they were charging more for a um, different type of beer, but it was basically a comparison of the different cup sizes and how these are essentially the same. And it was, once you figured it out and read more, again, once you figured out the context of what was going on, people felt that they were getting ripped off because they were, the cup sizes were so close. They really weren't. It was different stuff and different prices. And I mean, it, when you get to the bottom of it, it made sense, but nobody did that. And it just blew up on, on social media. And so we, that was one of our clients. So we were the ones that handled the PR on it. And it was, what was really interesting was having the wisdom to know when to reply and how to reply and when to let it just air out and figure itself out. And, and that's, I mean, that's one of the interesting things. So with one of a, our, our main clients is a, a car dealer that has um, an auto group that has 45 different dealerships and how, how we advise them to deal with the whole pandemic and how that thing all figures itself out. And then with inventory shortages and it's just towing that line of knowing how do you react? When do you react? Do you react in terms of reputation management? Are you, Staying on top of that, and are you calling people out for being idiots, or are you? What's the style? What's the voice? We call it. What's your? What's the voice in which you are writing, or speaking, or dealing with clients? Um, but again, there's there's more than one right answer, and that's part of the part of the puzzle to figure that out is knowing your timing and knowing the language that you need to use for that stuff. So it can be challenging, but I think probably the biggest piece of advice that that our company advises generally is is like woo, don't rush into anything get all the information which is essentially what you're talking about with that news story yeah. it's what people don't do they don't they're not patient they don't dig well they didn't have to do they a bunch of fucking research all you had yeah. to do was read another two paragraphs down and they told the truth right by the end of the story they kind of came out with like the details that were true in their own, well, so they couldn't even say they, like the article was false. It was just like they just kind of pushed all the stuff to the top. It's right? almost like it, it's just annoying because it's essentially it's a defamation of character, and and they're like tearing somebody else down. And yes, they're stating facts, but they're stating them in an order that makes right. you question them. And that's I don't know what happened in our in our media where it doesn't tell the truth or it twists it to make it sound better than it is yeah it's uh, or more scandalous i guess well because that's i mean that's what sells because that's what sells that's what in in order to get i mean you got to be louder brighter like crazier in order to get people's attention that's an idea it's not necessarily truth how do you it's just i mean it's a mark i mean think of different so radio is what my expertise was in and you get people that think that they need to have all the bells and whistles and all that stuff. At the end of the day, 
People will see through that eventually. If your message isn't good, if your content, and really this comes down to, at the end of the day, it comes down to content. If your content sucks, it doesn't matter how great your headline is. People will figure out you're full of shit. But there is something to be said about writing a really good tagline or a really good uh, headline. How do you get somebody's attention? So Traeger, for example, they did a brilliant job handling April Fool's this year. Oh, I didn't see that. What they did. So they came out with a brand new, um, a brand new pellet. It's the weed pellet, and they did a <laughs> whole thing. <clears throat> I gotta, read, I gotta read you some of the headlines. So they and they sent it out. This is a brilliant marketing campaign for Traeger. So whoever's in charge of their marketing stuff, kudos to you. Because, and again, that is the personality. It is the voice of that brand. And it's super, super smart. Uh, let's see. So Traeger Weed Pellets, limited edition hybrid blend, shipping 420. Their headline is new weed pellets. Yes, you heard that right. So you follow the link in the email and it takes you to their deal. And it's like Traeger Weed Pellets Limited Edition Hybrid Brand. Take your food's flavor to a higher level with new limited edition weed pellets, asterisk. They feature an artisanal blend of Northern Lights and OG Kush with a hint of purple haze that was carefully calibrated to enhance your food's flavor and provide the optimal state of mind for feasting. For best results, we recommend you fire up the pellets one hour before cooking and chill by the grill. Shop now. And they, they built this whole thing out. They built a landing page <laughs> on their website with full photography, full layout, full design of a bag. Like, they legit did it. And it goes through Dankness Matters, and it's got, like, recipe things and explore the recipes, shop now, <clears throat> yada, yada, yada. And then as you get through it, it pops up with a big April Fool's message that shows up. Sorry, bud. Keep dreaming. However, our new Timberline Grill is no joke. Learn more. <laughs> That's good. Pretty funny considering the owner is Mormon. Absolutely. <laughs> but that, so there, there's from another marketing mm. standpoint, here's another marketing jewel. He is not your target. He right. just happens to write. He the gets checks. it, dude. Jeremy but, is a he is a cool dude. I know I know Jeremy and so the owner smart. of Traeger is uh he's very Mormon, very good Mormon. Uh he doesn't drink, smoke, do anything, but he he understands his crowd. That's that's and marketing. He works right? he has a bar in his in the corporate office there in Salt Lake. Um there's a full full bar. They're actually partnered with um uh what's the whiskey company out of uh oh, I just lost it. There's a High Desert, I think, is High Desert whiskey out of uh, High Utah. Um, anyways, he's, they're partnered with them. Like, uh, you know, he does these weed things. Like he sees how, like, you're, you're right. We're not selling to, but the great example he of sees the humor in it. the headline followed up with a really well executed campaign that at the end of the day, the whole call to action on that is to check out a is to get you to their website. Right. But B it's, Oh yeah. By the way, our new blankety blank is no joke, but I'm laughing. I think it's great. You've earned a fan in terms of that's funny. You got a great sense of humor. I'm in. But the the art of writing a good headline, the art of writing good content, it's if I mean it doesn't write itself. It takes a it takes thought. 
And even the guys that are writing the shitty headlines, they're thinking through that. What can I do to to get people to be like, oh my God, what? Former UFC fighter assaults eleven people. They're, yeah, they're looking for the people. click the click through, yeah, right? So then they can send you all sorts of other but shit. That, but think about it this way: what is the measurement metric of the game that they're playing? It's the click. Right. I don't care if you read my story. All I want is the click because that's how I get credit and that's how I sell to get my advertising on whatever. Where do you draw the line with that? I mean, I I personally have zero tolerance for this shit. I really do. And so I would never do that with my business. But I have had multi, multi, multi conversations with with people that will say, eh, yeah, but... I mean, it makes me money, and that's how I do it, and blah, blah, you know, like, well, they justify it, right? They're like, well, yeah, but, you know, it's yeah, it's just the part of the game kind of thing, and I'm like, no, it's not. Well, like, be, I don't but look at how it. you you approach that from a holistic point of view, and you look at it from 50,000 feet, right? You're, you see way down the road. You're not, in, you're not in it for a quick buck. Right. You're planning stuff out that's next year, two-year, five-year. So you're looking at it from a different point of view, but some of that's experience because you've been an entre- entrepreneurial-minded dude since you were five. So some of that isn't necessarily normal. I would say you're on, this, you're on the other end of the spectrum of like, you get it, you see it. And, and even on the marketing side of things, there are people that will do the, the fear tactic or the, yeah, for the whatever. Yeah. Rap, yeah. And I mean, so for the go back to the car example for the auto group stuff. Price point has always been the hey, come down to get this is just seventy nine nine ninety five right right does that move the needle well if you pick it apart no in my opinion you're only talking to the very narrow swath of people that understand the context of what does that price even mean right. have you shopped for a car recently because you may hear that that price point on that brand new truck is sixty five thousand dollars and you're like what that's insanity well have you priced out a a Super Duty recently, $65,000 is really, really cheap. Yeah. There's a context of knowing what that stuff costs that if you're not in the market for it, now you sound expensive and now you've lost me. So the idea of price point advertising mm-hmm. versus your branding, what one of the things that we've really, really focused on for that auto group is really establishing a foundation of their branding because at the end of the day, the relationships really do matter. Yeah, and I agree. It's long term, short term. I mean, right. It's it's like the it's like the quick ride. Like I mean, Heather's dealt with it with the, uh, you know, somebody basically knocking off your company name, oh, yeah, <laughs> and your logo and your colors and even what you're building with, and you know, like all of a sudden you've got another guy <laughs> that tweaks his name a little bit uses the same color she uses in a very similar logo (laughs) and you know and it's like he yeah he's real innovative (laughs) yeah real innovative (laughs) you know and and it's like that it's funny because in his mind i think i i don't know maybe just completely 100 percent just lucked out into that but I gotta yeah, believe maybe, if he did, maybe if he did any kind of research he knew exactly what he was doing and then to come into, you know, an area and say that you're going to build with the same product that she builds with, 
And it's like, okay, so maybe you're going to piggyback a little bit of this. So that's, but, we call that But we're very active in the Building Contractor Association all over the state. And it's kind of a joke when you do stuff like that. And well, that, and it's, it's, you can't be taken seriously. So the long game's not there for right. that guy because everyone now laughs at it because they're like, God, he's just kind of copying you, isn't he? So what's the long term benefit to that when you're just a guy that came in second, you know? Well, and there's no imagination there. That's, yeah. I mean, we, so we talk about position marketing of if you're number one in the market, right? Everybody else is, is trying to go up to you. And for you being the innovative, you don't necessarily acknowledge it from a marketing standpoint. Yeah. You just do you and yeah. they're going to follow you and they're going to try and, and, and do the knockoff stuff. I mean, it's really kind of fascinating to see how you position yourself. You're always going to have imitations, that's just that's the, the, that's the, the way that, that it the works. Strongest form of flattery. Yeah, yeah it's a form of you flattery. Know? But you know? are they going to get some business out of it? Yeah, sure. There, there's always, yeah. but think of it. I mean, think of it as a tree. You're, there's low hanging fruit. There's always going to be low hanging fruit, and they're going to go get some of that low hanging fruit. The reality is that's not your target anyway. You don't want the low hanging fruit. You no. want the fruit that's way up there. Yeah. You want to build a fifty million dollar house? Okay. Yeah. We're going to make it for you. In the next couple of years, that could be a starter home. No kidding. Yeah. Well, that's another thing like right now in the in the media and and what people think is they think that, you know, houses are so expensive because builders are making all this money. <laughs> and that's just not the case. <laughs> Cuz they don't have the context. Like I I literally just agreed to pay a painter. This is the fourth painter that I've hired. The first one got paid and then Came back and did touch up, but did a shitty job. Like, you use the the matte paint on the that goes on the walls. Use that on the trim. It's supposed to be satin or semi gloss or whatever. And so I'm paying to have the job done correctly. I've agreed to three other contracts to have somebody come in and fix it. And every single time, it gets more and more expensive. And it's not like I'm saying, oh, no, I, I'm not going to pay you that. I want you to do it for half that. You agree to their prices. They still don't show up. And, th and you can't say this is paint that's expensive because they're saying, no, you pay for the paint and we this is what we will yeah. install it for. So it's just their labor. Just their labor. And they're charging. Through, like I mean, so so here there's another thing, right? Everybody looks at affordable housing and that builders need to be the ones that do affordable housing and they want to point their finger at the general contractor. Right. You should be pointing your finger at your neighbor who's an electrician who's charging three times more or your plumber that's charging <laughs> well, you three can't, times like, more even or their your materials. Like all these subcontractors, some of them that, that are just completely hosing builders with their labor costs. Well, hosing it's, it, it's a supply and demand thing and they can get it away is. with it. It is. And but it's that insane. Does that. And so go back to the discussion about short term, long term. Those there are people that are burning bridges, but that. Yeah, don't worry about it because there's so much business. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Eventually, man, the pendulum's going to swing back. There will be, there always is, there's always going to be a correction. Yep. And when it does correct, those people that are doing a good job and, and staying true to their word, they're going to they're gonna exponentially grow. Those The shitheads, they're going the, and yeah, doing a different job. The yep. people that are just thinking about today, not thinking about their future and down the road. And I call those grasshoppers. Mm -hmm. You know the story of the grasshopper who played all summer? Well, the ants, they, they busted ass saving for winter. And a grasshopper will come knock on the door. 
hey, let's go play. Hey, come on, ants. And the ants were like, no, we're busy working. And then winter came. And you know what happened? Grasshopper died. Grasshopper died. He died because he didn't plan for winter. And then the kids start crying. And I'm like, and you guys, start laughing don't be a grasshopper. Like, and, the, and the ants yeah, were inside, and they're like, is it cold out there, Mr. Grasshopper? Because it's warm in here. Yeah. I'll be die. So they said, poor grasshopper. Yeah. Maybe you should have done a better grasshopper. job. Done a better job painting. No, I, it's insane. Like, it's what, you know, the the. And we just did, Heather just did. I didn't. We didn't. I I watched. Uh, but Heather just did a uh, <laughs> good job. Sat on a panel uh, of builders. To oh, I saw the I questions saw that on for social people. media today. And um, and it was just amazing. You know, I mean, it's like it's it's so great to get in front of people and be like, hey guys, like this is actually what's happening. This is why prices are high. You know, and I mean, I look at like here's an example as as a planning and zoning commissioner. I sit and listen to people all the time stand in front of us and say we need affordable housing and then they walk into planning and zoning and say well yeah but i don't want that apartment complex next to me or i don't want that subdivision built next to me so we call them nimbies right not in my backyard my backyard so the nimbies come out and and they and you say well okay where where would you like us to put the affordable housing because you don't want housing next to you well you know put it in melba well, what if the people in Melba don't want the affordable housing? Well, take it like, a step why, further. Why are you more important <laughs> than the people in Melba? Like, like they because like, I'm the one squeaking. I want the grease. It's just insane to me that people can't be understanding of like what that is. But it's like, so here's the thing: you don't see that on the news. Nobody's on the news talking about. You know, the media doesn't talk about the fact that well, we were playing in zoning last week and we had. 50 people in there pissed off because they didn't want a subdivision built. So therefore there's not as many houses, which means it drives the price up. So now <laughs> the average home price is higher because there's a hundred people bidding them. on 50 of them instead of 50 people bidding on a hundred houses. And so we, you know, we can't get that out, but nobody wants to put that in the media. And I don't know why that's so hard for them, why they want to blame the builder so bad, but it's like, cause it's easy. It's just insane. So it's like, you know, it's it's all about the narrative, right? We keep hearing about narrative, yeah. narrative, narrative. It's like what 100%. narrative do they want? I I look at it from a business standpoint. I freak out thinking, what if, you know, what if we get that pissed off? You know, we do something wrong. Because you're not going to make everybody happy, ever. You are not, for sure. I for guarantee not, yeah. you there's a Karen out there that's like, that Trevor Brown is just, <laughs> I, I he know. is a monster. Yeah. I, I think it was one of my he high school. He says fuck all the time. It was my high school English teacher. Oh, yeah. She would not like, she's not like me at all. I don't know what I ever did to her. But, yeah, no, there are, there's a few people out there don't like me, and that's okay. I'm fine with that. But um, it's a matter of, if, like, I, I just, I can't, I, I worry, like, okay, how do we, how do we prepare for this? After seeing this happen to a couple different people and different things, I'm like, well, we got to get some freaking positive, you know. I mean, is that you the mean answer? I, ha- I can't, I can't keep hanging up on the the robo call from Google telling me that I need to Your do Google something. Listing My Google needs listing needs updated. Yeah, great. <laughs> Good job. You're ruining your <laughs> reputation. Good job. I, I, I mean, what do you do? Do you, I, I got to believe my answer. I'm gonna say my answer, but you're the marketing guru, so I'm. But I think our option, and what I told Heather is, is to just inundate 
that same thing with positive reviews. Like, you know, ask for positive reviews from all the customers. So a lot of people like right. only only really make a comment when they're mad. I mean, the majority of people, right? Yeah. I mean, the majority of people are going to be like, I'm going to make an effort to go. I do. I'm bad about that. I sure. try not to, but I'm bad about like, hey, this was a really shitty experience. I'm going to make sure everybody knows about it so they don't do it again. There, I stayed in a hotel in a Marriott that was dog shit down in, in Orlando. And all I wanted to do is just like get online and trash them to make sure that everyone knows not to go there. But I stay in Hilton's all the time that are awesome. And I don't get online and be like, this Hilton was awesome. Right. You should stay here. So I don't know. What do you think? Is it, is it, well, there's counterbalancing there's, it with good stuff. There's the math of it. So short answer. Yes. But the other side of it is understanding the metrics of how to play the game. And I'm not an expert on the social media stuff in, in terms of how do you, how do you go? Cause I know you can, you can get a hold of Google and you can challenge different things. There's there's ways to do some of that reputation management. It's just time. And the, the reality is there's a lot of companies, they don't have the resources to invest in making sure that that stuff's all done. Because you've only got so much money and so much time. Where do you put it? What's the most efficient? I mean, it, it's, it's kind of in, like insurance. Yeah. But the bigger you get, the more that is required in the sense of having a good public relations firm, if, if, if you're doing it external or if you've got an internal marketing team, making sure that your public relations is dialed. But like what you guys did in terms of that panel, like that stuff, being intentional about putting your message out there consistently. I mean, think about it this way. If you were to want to get a message out on TV or radio or Pandora or whatever it is, you know, are you going to run one ad? No, mm -hmm. it's, it's a, people don't, A, they don't read and B, they don't listen. So how do you get something across <laughs> to, and again, it goes back to the idea of branding. If you've got a really solid brand, right? So if like Patagonia, for example, if you read a headline about Patagonia being like bad business practices or, or shoddy product, you're like Patagonia. Yeah. No. Because their brand is so good about controlling that narrative of they are really, really good about how they do their business. They are really, really good about the quality of their business. And those two tie together in terms of yeah. how they run their business. That is part of their voice or their narrative of, of how they do that. And they're really good about constantly recycling that messaging all the time. It's within the, the stuff that they do. It's on their website. It's in their advertising it's 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 all over the place so that consistency is i think a super important deal but inevitably you might have a douchebag that that rips you up online but if you do have it back to your original kind of assertion the math of it just the pure math of it it does matter because it's i mean your 4.5 stars it's just a ratio but when people do and I think you, you keyed on something that I thought was good. When somebody does leave a one-star review, what is the one-star review? And and how do you respond to that? Did the company do their best to make that work? Or did they just let it go? And it wasn't a legitimate complaint. Is it a customer service issue? Or is it, I'm a moron and ordered the wrong thing issue? So it's, it's again, it goes back to that. How much, how much resources do you have to put towards reputation management and your and your social media presence in general. I mean, there's a lot of companies that 
how they've looked at social media in terms of marketing, those have been two separate budgets. They shouldn't be. It's social media stuff, your digital presence, it is your marketing. And that stuff's a really, really big deal. But that's changed in the last 10 years. 10 years ago, it wasn't. It wasn't that big of a deal. Now, it's gigantic. I mean, we. I was talking to a guy that he remembers the first time that a client asked him to put a a website on some of their print stuff. And he was laughing about it. And he's like, and I was like, what? Like www dot. And then they went to their website and it was like total garbage. But that was a, it was like a thing that he remembered that pivot in terms of marketing of including that, that point of contact for people to get information. So I mean, it's a it's a moving target, but I think to your point that we've always talked about, surround yourself with good people. Surround yourself with people that are smart in business. Talk to them about it. What are they doing that's working? What are, what are they doing that, what have they done that, that doesn't work? Where are the efficiencies? What are the seminars? What are the podcasts? What are the things that, that they're learning that's helping them be more efficient so that they can utilize those resources that are limited? to get the maximum effect of their marketing and protection from, from an isolated douchebag that's obviously out just to be it. Right. Prick. I think, you know, you hit it on the head. It's like if people just, cause everyone kind of comes in, you know, you can, you can tell somebody something and they're going to kind of, they're, they're going to even just, if, if you can imagine almost like a facial expression of like, Oh, they have that effect. Like if you say the IRS, Right. Somebody's like, oh, the IRS. Oh, you mean the newer kind of IRS? They're probably doing something douchey. Like, you know, like it just is, if you just read the front of the article, the art, hey, we have an article about the IRS. Oh, it's probably bad. Right. Like, I mean, that's just kind of the mind. Like, and you can do that with a brand where they, you know, you like, oh, or this article is about, you know, Nordstrom's or something, you know, one of those companies that has like a really good return policy. You know, I'm trying to think like Costco, right? Craft, like, well, yeah, Costco or Craftsman. Yeah, craftsman. Yep. Craftsman was like epic. Yeah. If it broke, you took it back. Yeah, take it or back. or build.com. Right. Like they're amazing. Yeah. At their customer service. If you have just good stuff and people read that, your assumption is like, oh, this can be good because they're they're a good company. And so then when there is a negative, you're like, eh, is it really negative? Because they usually do pretty good. You know, like well, even the build.com though. So I've been embarking on a kitchen remodel. So I've been on build.com a lot recently. Mm-hmm. And they're not cheap. They are, I mean, if you price stuff around, and I'm as cheap as they come. So I'm looking at, and I'm comparing it. But what's interesting is, you speak from authority of repetition of dealing with them. By that repetition, the context of that is you're all, you're just going to run into things where you're like, ah, it, it shipped and it was broken. Or it came, mm-hmm. this, and it just wasn't. But that ability, that secondary touch point of customer service that to me is, that's the big deal. How do you take care of your customers when it doesn't go right? Yeah. Right. For you to it's say all, they're awesome. opportunity, right? Every one star is actually a big opportunity for people. You get a one star. I mean, there's some people you're never going to change your mind, but it is, an, it is an opportunity. And I think a lot of businesses should look at it as like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want my goal to be, I'm going to make that person recant their one star and say, Hey, these guys came back around. Right. Like, we all make mistakes. I made a mistake sure. this last week, and I'm like kicking myself about didn't didn't 
follow up as well as I should have with a customer. And at that event that Heather mm-hmm. was speaking at, I ran into him, another builder. And he was just like, kind of gave me the dad talk. I was disappointed. They thought I should have communicated better. And I'm like, I know, but I didn't have anything, you know. And it was kind of funny because I've chewed people's ass before because I'm like, when they like, well, I didn't have anything to tell you. Well, still, send me something that says you don't have anything to tell me. You right. know what I mean? Like, I've been on the other side of it. And then it was like it flipped on me, and this guy was like kind of chewing my ass about it, saying, hey, you know, like, I'm really disappointed because I really wanted to work with you guys, and it sounded like it was all going to work out really good, but then you just, and I'm like, I know, but the specific situation that you were in was I needed to get an opinion from another person that knew better than I did. And so I'm like, that was the problem that the issue that we were going to, and I'm like, and I, maybe I just didn't communicate that well enough. Yeah. I thought I was staying in touch, but I wasn't doing enough. Right. Well, but there's an opportunity to learn and grow from that. Right. I mean, so when I did is I'm looking at it now, I'm sending uh, an email to the whole mm-hmm. company, to the whole group that's on this email, apologizing, saying, right. Hey, I ran into so-and-so the other day and I really thought about it and I'm really sorry that I didn't, you know, but live I, up I to think your expectations. that right there though, that I'm to me. I'm just going to hide from it. Right. It, but that speaks to the character of how you do business. That, I think, that's a long-term play because there's people that are going to be like, I don't know much about the exact constant, what, what really happened with all that stuff, but for a dude to email this whole group and be like, hey, I screwed up. Yep. I learned something. You're right. I'm going to do better. Yeah. Like, that's a big hope, hope deal, Hope we get man. another chance, but I understand if we don't, but I hope we get another chance. And So, I don't know. I think everybody has their moments, and so those little... We, have a, we have a Gavin sighting. Oh, yep. Are we betting on dogs barking? Oh, oh no dog. No. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, they're just sleepy tired. They know we're podcasting. Yeah. So, that's She's what it so is. Good. Yeah, You have so very good. good dogs. Very well behaved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. He's got a three stack of boxes from Buffalo Wild Wings in his wow. hand. Three, three to-go boxes, dude? I figured he would have eaten all that. Huh. I'll be darn. Huh. All right. Well, that was. For, I thought for, that was going to be barking. and. Yeah, no, I thought that was going to be We crazy. were prepared for it. That's why. I know. I, we like, we like had a practice <laughs> session. We're like, okay, when Gavin gets home, this is what we're going to do when yeah. we're podcasting. Yeah. For the listeners that are uh, have been following Gavin's uh, health crises, he uh, he's now standing in front of us with full flowing mullet at about uh, what are you running rolling in at one ninety about one ninety so oh he's gonna go he's gonna go wham he's gonna, gonna make I it love that official. attention to detail yeah. yeah. Wait so a minute. I okay. just had he, he 75 went, wings yeah, I'll be right from two oh five he went down after the kidney injury he went down to. 145. He was at 145. Oh, yeah. 6'4, 145. And where most people now want to weigh themselves in the morning when they're the lightest, Gavin wants to weigh in the evenings. After Buffalo Wild Wings. 180, 180? Oh. 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 It's all right. It's all right. It's remember, it you remember it's a journey. You remember that. But he's back playing lacrosse. Yeah. yeah. Lacrosse Don't forget to wash night. your face. You got a yep. whole bunch of he- stuff on your face. Right there, he has war paint on for the <laughs> lacrosse game. He had a game tonight. It's not. It's not a lacrosse game until Gavin gets a penalty. Yeah. That's what I love about that. It's, nobody else would do it. So yes, I would I'm do it. Yep. guy. I'm a leader, sacrificial leader. Yeah. 
All right. Good, good so, chat. Good yeah. chat, Gav. Thanks, Gav. All 180 pounds of you, man, yeah. child, you. Super healthy. Kidney looks great. Kidney looks great. That guy weigh 180 pounds. I feel real fat. Uh, I am no. not 6'4". No. Not even, I mean, give or take a foot. No one can hear you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All the audience can hear us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's okay. something you can't say on this podcast. Yeah, I was gonna say all 180 pounds, one kidney, and not working penis. Oh, <laughs> oh. that's even. Well, well, hopefully okay. Here yeah, I'm not sure what to say to that. Let's we'll move right along. Yeah. All right. So good so, thing nobody uh, can yeah. hear him. Yeah. Everybody heard a walk, walk, walk. Was a Charlie Brown? Yeah, exactly. Uh, student teacher. So probably uh, wrapping this up. I think. Um, I I guess by, by what I'm trying to get across is if anyone's listening that thinks to make these quick jumps to anything in business, you hear something about somebody, you hear something about a supplier, you hear something about a customer, you hear something about, make sure you're doing your due diligence in today's world. Like today's world's different. Like there's, it's just, there's a lot of misinformation. I mean, it's I, tons of misinformation. I, I struggle with that because it's been politicized, but the reality is, there's a lot of misinformation out there, number one. And number two, there's always context you're missing. Always. And who are, I, here's, I'm going to get this started again, but like you, you hit on it before we were on air, you know, before we were recording, you said, well, yeah, it's true because I saw it on the news. And then like, well, I saw it on the news that said the other way. Right. Like it, people just, they just don't think for themselves. And do you, you have to understand that just because it's, on the internet doesn't mean it's true just because someone said it happened doesn't mean it happened right like i can't tell you oh yeah hey uh jody outside grass is blue sky's green you know oh okay well he said so no no you walk outside and you look i don't i don't tell you hey jody it's uh it's snowing there's a foot of snow outside and it's 12 degrees well what color is the grass (laughs) no wonder it's blue it's frozen now white now makes perfect sense but like i mean you can't just make those assumptions and that's what you know i think in a lot of cases people do bad business that way because they they just take what they hear right out the gate and they don't do their own research like do think for yourself man i mean well go back to go back to um like i can't remember it's like high school or something where they start something and you're in the in the gym and one person says something and by the time it gets around the room mm-hmm. it's a whole Op- different story operator yeah, yeah operator it it just it changes when people say things and what you hear and then you repeat it uh, i mean we've all been guilty of it i remember when covid first started and we heard the stuff that was happening with osha and i didn't verify it and i said something and i'm like wait a minute i can't spread that rumor i don't know that that's true like it was a rumor well, that i heard from somebody and it, else and again go back to everybody's got a limited amount of resources mm-hmm. it takes energy and time to go vet something and verify it yeah and and in from a media standpoint, the media wants to be the first person to break that headline, to to break that news. But then when they retract it, it's on the back page. Sure, sure. Yeah, seven but, pages deep. So what are? But you know, we talk about this at work quite a bit. Of what are those news sources that are vetted, that do the due diligence? They may not be the first one to report it, but what they do report 
is factually correct and contextually correct. And it's a really big deal where it's it's less about a sensationalized headline and it's more about true news reporting. From a marketing standpoint, what is what is it that you're trying to do? What is the goal of it? Are you looking for clicks? Are you looking for are you branding? Are you call to action? Are you what are you trying to do? Who are you talking to? What moves that needle? I mean, it's the intentionality around that. I mean, going in the the spectrum of marketing from an internal one person team to a like a, a legitimate marketing firm. It is amazing how much time we spend poking holes and stuff and identifying exactly who we're talking to and what that message is and why it moves the needle to get them to our desired response for that client. And then we get the results. It may not be necessarily award-winning creative. It's functional and it works to get the job done mm-hmm. for that specific audience. It's the right tool at the right time for the right reason. And it works. Yeah. we. I mean, we deal with, I mean, you talk about just, misinformation of just even in our industry like people say oh well i don't i i yeah i heard it's really hard or i heard it's you know you can't do electrical i heard you can't attach siding to it mm-hmm. i heard that you can't hang sheetrock you have to glue yours i've had how people, do you hang a picture up how do you hang a picture up on it you can't on hang an a ICF picture wall. like oh my god how do you I'm hang like, a picture up so on an icf wall isn't it made of you tap magic? a nail into it like you That's do a normal wall but like i literally sit there and tell people all that i'm like it's i I teach classes on certifying installers. I've been doing this for over 20 years. And I literally have had people tell me that you can't nail, uh, you can't screw sheetrock to it. You have to glue it up. I'm like, really? How many classes have you taught? Well, I I read, I saw something about it on Facebook. I talked to Jimmy. Well, I teach classes on it, and um, so I certify installers in eleven states. And so there, therein is the same comment that I was complimenting Heather on: the context of expertise. Your word in that regard to somebody that knows that carries a lot of weight. If right. I don't know that you are a an instructor that certifies people and you've been in the business for 20 years, if I don't know that, I don't know that you know your shit. Right. You're just I could some, have been as dumb as the guy that said that you have to glue it on, right? Like loud mouth well, moron on a diet. I heard you can't. I heard you know like it's just oh my god, it's so hard for people like it's almost like we need to pretend like we're Amish. That that's the smartest move in everything. You have great facial hair. Yeah, I could be Amish, but like literally saying you don't. Do Amish eat. drink? Maybe in the barn. Yeah, probably in the barn. Probably <laughs> moonshine. I I would say that they like you. You you have to act like you don't have the internet, like you don't have TV, like you don't have these things where people can just shout their opinions at you. You know, I looked it up while we were sitting here talking. Do you know what the what the uh, percentage of people that believe the media is right now in the united states oh you looked it up on the internet I, say, uh-huh. I looked up on the internet so it's so true. it's true that believe the media <laughs> yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna say a lower than 50 percent it is lower than 50 percent 29 percent 29 so 29 percent which means 71 percent 
Look at you figure that out real fast. I did math without I know. My, I didn't even pick up my phone for that one. This diet's been great for 70 you. 70 <laughs> I'm clear-headed. I'm clear-headed. <laughs> I don't have any, any cloudiness at all. I can do math. Uh, 71% of people don't believe what the fucking media is telling you. So what's the point of the media? Why are they even there if 71%? Well, never mind. I guess you got w, you got WWF wrestling that, you know, everybody knows is fake. People watch it, too. Whoa, so. whoa, whoa, whoa. It is not fake. Oh, sorry. I meant. Those are real athletes. athletes. You're right. You're right. You're right. Real. So are soap operas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. That's real life. The interesting thing, if you look at social media being kind of a two-edged sword, because we have social media, that 71% is able to go cross-check certain things. So I mean, if you compartmentalized your 29%, your 71%, where does the 29%, where do they get their information versus right. the 71%? But it's kind of a, I mean, it's, we have a lot, a wealth of information out there but what are the trustworthy sources? And does the the 10 years from now, does that stuff vet itself out? Where all those shitty media sources, people get tired of them. And guess what, man? If you're peddling something that nobody's buying, sorry, phone books. You're selling phone books? <laughs> it's just, I mean, eventually that stuff will work itself out. And that's going back to that the, the idea of, having the wisdom to know when you need to respond to something and, and when not to, when to just let it figure itself out. It's hard to know. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm constantly learning on stuff like that. I'm like, Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, I think, uh, the, the, the only thing we can do is, is just make our own decisions, feel strong enough to make your own decision. Period. Whether whatever you're watching, reading, Educate yourself to anything, yeah. because the thing is, is I don't know that we we'll ever will get to a point where we're like back to where we believe the media. Because I think it's I think we're 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 so divided at this point that I think you literally can you can you can have something that you fully believe because you have it in your hand, and the other person has something fully in their hand, and you both believe what you believe, and for whatever reason, we can't just agree to disagree kind of thing. So I think that there's always just going to be this side and that side about stuff, and it's it's unfortunate. So I, I think in business, the best thing you can do is just going back to what you said. Proof is in the pudding. Do your job do well. Do the work. Do the work. Yeah. Have something that you can point your, you know, touch with your hand, point your finger to, send customers to, this is my work. Not my Google review. This is what I've done, you know, and and do a good job. I I do like, and I will say, I would advise all companies to be assertive with your customers. Encourage them to give you positive reviews. I mean, there's there's ways to get creative about that. Mm-hmm. There's ways to utilize your your distribution lists, your social media to get people to engage in that. And if you ask them to do it and they've had a great experience, most of the time they will. You just need to be assertive and ask. Yeah. And because it and it's part of that relationship. It's part of that conversation. It does matter. People want to hear about great restaurants. People want to hear about great painters. Great podcasts. Yeah, great podcasts. Tell a friend about the Recavic podcast. Yeah. 
It's Write a, a good review about the free It's nearly award-winning. I mean, almost. Almost? Could be. It's like one. Well, I'm sure you guys have to... both won awards. Yeah, I won some awards yeah. one time. It's great. I had a trophy, yeah. and it was yeah. really cool. I got third in third grade. I got third place in the Pinewood Derby. Did you really? Yeah. I have a friend of mine that got a trophy when he played soccer, and it was best listener. On the soccer team? On the soccer team. Oh. And I was like, I'll be damned. That's awesome. Yeah. That, and he brought it in. I was like, it's a real trophy. Oh. <laughs> I would have that on his shelf. That's pretty If I had a wife, I would show it to her. That's pretty interesting. See, honey, I won an award. Huh. Back in the day. Best listener on the soccer team. Well, somebody has to be. Yeah. You lead. You lead by setting an example. That's what we do. Damn right. Okay, folks, just like we said, if you uh, got any ideas of things you want us to talk about, uh, we're going to try to get some guests back on here pretty soon. So, um, Mr. Kelly Knopp with uh, OG Boise. Yep. Going to get him on. Travis Schwartz. Yep. Trout Jousters. Uh, try and get him on. He's got to wrangle the cats. Yeah. We're getting there. If you have any ideas, though, hit us up on the social medias at Havoc Partners on IG. And uh, we'll see you next time. Oh, oh, oh yeah.